Do you ever wonder what people are really thinking about? I'm feeling lost today. I tried to find my way back, but the landscape has changed, and now I'm miles away from where I belong. It's so easy to get lost in our negative thoughts. I'll never be good enough. My life doesn't matter. I hate the way I look. I, I can't do it all. I'll always be miserable. God just doesn't care about me. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. It really is the thought that counts. I'm so Many of life's battles are either won or lost right here in the mind. For those of you that are Christians, you know that at some point in your life, when you called on the risen Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, there was a transformation that took place. You were spiritually born anew. And the moment that you were, there was a battle that started in your life. Paul kind of talked about this battle in Romans 7. You probably know a lot about it. He said, why is it that the things I want to do, I don't do? The things I don't want to do, I end up doing? Who can deliver me from this body of death? He was talking about the very common battle between our fleshly nature, our, our earthly nature, or our fallen nature that wants to do what we want to do. And for those who are Christian, the spiritual nature that is connected to God that wants to do what's pleasing to God. For those of you that are Christians, you know this battle. Your, your flesh wants to do what it wants to do. Your spirit wants to do what's contrary to the fleshly nature, what God wants to do. And there's this battle going on that is often fought in the mind. The mind decides, should I obey my lower earthly nature or should I obey the spirit person who is connected to God. The battle is fought in the mind. The problem is, so many of us, we're losing the battle because our mind has been polluted with toxic thoughts and lies from the evil one. Today, I want to welcome all of our Life Church campuses, all of our network churches. We love and are thrilled and honored to partner with you all over the world, people coming from countries all over uh, to join us at Church Online. We're starting a series today called Toxic. Let's get a working definition of what toxic means. If you're taking notes, this will be our definition for the series. Toxic is anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. It's anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. So many of us, we are being silently poisoned by all sorts of things in this world, toxic. Let me tell you where we're going to go in this series because I am so excited to share with you God's Word on these different subjects. Next week, I promise you, you will want to be here. You'll want your teenage kids here. You're going to discuss this. There's going to be all sorts of uh, controversy. Many of you are going to be mad. You can go ahead and email me now at Craig at I don't give a rip com because that's where all your complaints are going to go next week. I really don't care. We're going to raise 
some very challenging issues as we talk about toxic influences, as we're influenced by the media, by the television shows we watch, by what we read, by the music that we listen to. And I, I just promise you there's going to be a lot of serious discussion on the other side of that message. We're also going to talk about toxic friendships because so many of us, we have relationships that are actually destroying and harming our relationship with God. They, we're there to minister to them, but they're actually toxic, and we need to look at how we manage and minister to those relationships. We're also going to talk about toxic words, the words that we listen to and the words that we speak. Words can help create life or they can create death. And many of us, we're living in a toxic environment of words that actually destroy our faith. We're also going to talk about toxic religion. A lot of people say, well, he became religious. That's actually a misuse of the term religion. The root word for religion actually means bondage. Jesus did not come to make us religious. He came to bring us life. When we fall into religion, we follow rules and do's and don'ts, and we can become legalistic, and that can actually kill our faith with God rather than drawing us closer to God. We're going to talk about toxic things. Today, though, I want to talk to you about toxic thoughts. If... I get a little bit into this message, it is because toxic thoughts have been a challenge for me, and I honestly have had tremendous victory and made more progress than I ever even thought possible in learning to capture the toxic thoughts and replace them with truth. I don't know about you all, but for me, there was like these negative thoughts burned on the hard drive of my mind that would play over and over and over again. If I was going to meet someone that I considered important, I'd be nervous. My mind would say, don't mess up. You always say something stupid. Then I'd meet them and I'd say something stupid like, see, you're an idiot. You're nothing but, and over and over again, these would play. Uh, when I would be talking years ago in a, in a moment like this, what would be going through the back of my mind was, you're not doing good. They're just looking at you. They don't care. This is a stupid message. You should have done something else. And my mind would play these thoughts over and over again. I've learned, though, to replace them with the truth that I am going to declare the living and active word of God. It is sharp and alive, and it will pierce hearts today. The Holy Spirit has been working in your hearts, and you are prepared today to be transformed by the word of God. That's what goes through my mind now because I've learned to replace the lies with the truth. The bottom line is if you think negative thoughts, you will become a negative person. If you think like God, you will become like Christ. Today I want to talk to you about toxic thoughts. Everybody say it's the thought that counts. Say it again, it's the thought that counts. All of our locations, don't leave us hanging. It is no fun without you. Everybody, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> Let's uh, write this down. Two thoughts that we're going to apply into our, uh, our lives today. The first one, if you're taking notes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to learn by the power of God's word to identify and reject toxic thoughts. We're going to identify any thoughts that are inconsistent with God's truth, and we are going to reject those lies. I love this version, uh, the CEV uh, translates Proverbs 4.23, we're told to carefully do what, everybody, let's, let's say it together, carefully guard your thoughts because they are the what? Because they are the source of true life. We're going to very carefully guard our thoughts. 
Whenever there is something that tries to get into our brain that is inconsistent with God's truth, we're going to guard our thoughts because our thoughts drive our lives. As a person thinks in his heart, so he is. Rather than meditating on anything that is contrary to God's word, we are going to stop and guard our minds against anything that is a lie and we are not going to let it into our brains. 2 Corinthians 10, verse four and five, powerful verses. Paul said, the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world. Remember, we're in a battle, spirit versus flesh. We don't fight with worldly weapons, we have spiritual weapons. On the contrary, the Bible says, our weapons, they have divine power. The Greek word that's translated as power is the word dunamis. We get our word dynamite from this word. It's the explosive power of God. Our spiritual weapons, they have divine power to demolish what? Say that word aloud, to demolish strongholds. You may just circle that and you could write out to the side, the Greek word translated as strongholds is the word akamora. And it means a prisoner locked by deception. So many people today, you are not becoming who God wants you to become because you are locked in a deception of, of lies. You believe something about yourself that is not true. You are locked in a prison of lies, and today the power of God will demolish those strongholds. Scripture goes on to say that we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And what do we do? Everybody, here's what we do. And we take captive every thought, and what do we do with it? We make it obedient to Christ. We're going to carefully guard our minds. If there is anything that is not pleasing to God, we're going to reject it. We're going to take our thoughts captive. We are not prisoner to the lies. Instead, our thoughts are our prisoner. Anything that is inconsistent with God's word, we take it captive and we actively make it obedient to Christ. We are not going to replay the old recordings that are not true. We're not going to think on those things that hurt us or break the heart of God. We're going to carefully guard our minds and we're going to actively take captive every thought and make them all obedient to Christ. Now here's what we're going to do. I want to walk you through a little exercise and I'm praying all over this thing. Man, I've been praying all week long that from this point forward as you identify where you're prone to dwell on toxic thoughts, that the Holy Spirit is going to remind you every time you open up your mind to a toxic thought. And I've broken it down into four very simple categories so we can just kind of identify where we'll, we're vulnerable. We're going we're to talk about negative thoughts. We're going to talk about fearful thoughts. We're going to talk about discontented thoughts. And we're going to talk about critical thoughts. And we're going to identify where we're prone to toxic thoughts so that we can reject them and replace them with God's truth. So let's just kind of roll down this, this deal. I, for one, um, battle with negative thoughts. So much less today than in the past. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Others of you are disgustingly positive. You make us more negative people just miserable with your happiness everywhere you go. I'm just happy, happy, happy. Oh, things are good, things are good. Like, no, they're not. It's bad. It's going to get worse. And so let me just go through some things that some negative people think. And if this is you, I want you to be honest. And, uh, and you can just check your little box and say, yes, I battle with this. Sometimes the, the recordings might say, I, I don't have what it takes. 
You know, I'm, I'm never going to be good enough. Not, no matter how hard I try, I just don't measure up. Everybody else, they get all the breaks, but not me, baby. I mean, I, every, if it's something bad's going to happen, it happens to me. If something's good going to happen, it happens to you. I just can't do it all. There's just too much. I mean, I try and try, but I'm always overwhelmed, and I, I just can't get it all done. No one appreciates me. I mean, I give and I give and I give, and they take and they take and they, they take me for granted. I've got the gift of giving, and they've got the gift of taking. It's just not fair. You know, it, it, could be, it could be just kind of simple, you know, petty things. My hair won't do what I want it to do on this day, and my cell phone dropped another call and went out of milk. <laughs> you know, it just negative. Uh, be really honest. How many of you would say that you can be prone to negative toxic thoughts? Raise your hands and be, be real honest. Be, yeah, a lot of people. Just check that right now, and I pray the Holy Spirit will remind you this is a vulnerable place, therefore we're going to guard our minds against negative thoughts. Another one is fearful. It's so easy to worry today, isn't it? I mean, just, you can't go anywhere. The, the economy's tough, and so you know, what, my company's struggling. What if I lose my job? And, you know, you, you turn on the news and, like, everything's bad. I mean, there's terrorists and our kids are watching porn and there's, you know, the economy. Oh, it was getting better. Oh, it's worse. But, well, well, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, who really cares because the Mayans said the world's going to end in 2012. I've seen the movie. It's going to end. I mean, there's so much to worry about, right? It's just, who, yeah, how are we going to get through all this? Or, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, such and such age and I'm not married. I'm, I might never get married and I don't feel safe and someone could break in and I don't feel emotionally safe and I worry about my kids. And here's how sick I can be. If Amy's ever running late, sometimes I start to worry, what's happened to her? She's 20 minutes late. Oh, my gosh. She's always late, but I still worry. She's, tw she's 25 minutes late. Oh, my gosh. She must have been hit by a car. She's dead. She's, my wife is dead. I'm going to have to do the funeral. I don't want to do the funeral. Uh, six kids who's going to rape. No one's ever going to marry me. Her life's over. My life's over. Oh, dear God. I know it's insane. Now you know how to pray for me. It's just, you know, your pastor's sick in his mind. It's just a fact. How many of you would say that, that you can be prone to worry and, and fear? You can be prone to worry and fear. Yeah, check that and be aware that this is a point of vulnerability and you must guard your mind against fearful thoughts. A third problem is that we can have very discontented thoughts. Discontented. I don't like my body. I don't like the way I look. I'm not attractive. I can't be happy unless I'm dating someone. I can't be happy unless I'm married. Oh, I married the wrong person. I wish my husband was more like that guy, better leader, spiritual leader, better provider. I wish my wife wouldn't nag all the time. Nag, 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 nag. Don't elbow anybody and don't you dare say amen as I'm saying that, gentlemen. That's stupid and you need a brain if you feel like doing that. I, I uh, you know, I just wish we had, we'd be happy if we had kids. I, I, don't, I wish we had kids or Wish we had different kids. These kids are, you know, driving me crazy. I wish I had a better job, bigger house, nicer car. I wish we had granite countertops and a walk-in closet, and I can't be happy unless I had. It's, maybe you say, I wish it wasn't true, but I can be very discontented. How many of you say that's you? Yeah, check the box and be aware. We must guard our minds from discontented, toxic thoughts. And then the final one is, is some of us, we can just be critical. We see somebody, I would never do that. Can, who does he think he is? Can you believe the way she dresses, flipping her stuff in here in the house of God? You know, and, uh, critical. How many of you know somebody like that? Raise your hand. See, you're being critical of them right now. Look at you. 
<laughs> just messing with you, all right? You know, I don't like these people. I don't like this place. You walk into your work. They're all a bunch of idiots. This place would fall apart without me. Some of you, you even have the spiritual gift of criticism in churches. I mean, right now you're criticizing everything that's going on. I don't like this place. Music's too loud. I don't like, those of you watching on video, I don't like that guy on video. What's this video church? I just don't like video church. The reason you don't like video church is because you've never seen me in person. Because those who come in to see me in person, they say, I like you better on video. <laughs> and then they always tell me that I'm much smaller than they expected, which you never want to hear in any context whatsoever. That just doesn't, that just, you just never want to hear that. It's like, don't say that, please. Just, just, you're above average. I don't, I don't know. So. <laughs> anyway, how many of you would say that you can be critical? It can happen at times. Yeah. Guard your thoughts. Guard your thoughts. Guard your thoughts. Because you have a choice the battle in the spirit world is often going to be won or lost in your mind. If you want to find some negative things to think about, you can. You make a choice. You choose to reject what is harmful and choose to embrace what is true. I'll give you just an example. Uh, Amy and I, we have some friends that have been friends for years, and a while back uh, we heard someone say, uh, we heard someone say that someone said that your friends were talking bad about you. And our first response was, what? That? Oh, but I thought, and we just found ourselves slipping into this kind of emotional panic. Of, but, well, I, I, and then Amy finally said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've known them for how long, and they've only showed integrity, and we're listening to gossip and hearsay. We choose to believe the best about our friends, and we made a conscious choice. We're going to believe the best, and we're not going to listen to something that, that we have no idea whether it's true or not. We're not going to focus on what could be. We're going to focus on what we know to be true about our friends, and we reject, and we're not going to let this seed of division come in our relationship, and we are so thankful we did, because the reality is if you want to find something to be negative about, you can if you want to find some reason to be faith-filled, you can. If you want to find a reason to be critical of other people, it's so easy. You want to criticize this church? Don't waste your time. I can criticize a thousand times more than you can. But if you want to find something good, oh my gosh, you can look and see God working everywhere. If you want to be discontented, you can be very easily discontented. Or you can look and say, thank you, God, for all these tremendous blessings you put in my life. You're going to find what you're looking for. It's a little bit like the difference between a hummingbird and a vulture. Hummingbird. You ever seen those little boogers? This big, wings that go like 40 bazillion flaps a second. <laughs> Work with me, it's all I got. I'm just, I'm just bringing what I can, okay? <laughs> vulture, what does a vulture do? I don't know, I don't know. They're just... Someone could clip me up and do a lot of harm on YouTube. It's just, that's just the risk of the deal, right? And, and so every day, what does a hummingbird find? Nectar. Sweet things, right? Every day. Every day. What does a vulture find? Dead things. Every day. Why? Because you will find what you're looking for. You can find sweet things. You can find things that build your faith. 
You can find truth and hope, or you can find things to worry about and, and to sink into fear, even though God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You'll find what you're looking for. I love what Jeremiah said. This is so powerful. I love this kind of violent word picture. He says in, in Jeremiah 12, 3, he says to God, Yet you know me, O Lord, and you see me, and you test my thoughts about you. And he basically he's saying, God, if there's anything inconsistent with your character and nature, here's what I want you to do with those thoughts. Drag them off like sheep to be butchered. Set them apart for the day of slaughter. If there's anything in my mind that is inconsistent with your character and nature, drag those thoughts off and slaughter them. Why? Because here's what we're going to do. We're going to identify and reject any toxic thoughts. Whatever enters my mind that is inconsistent with the truth of God, we're going to say this is not from God, and we reject it. We are not going to meditate on it because as we think, so we become. The second thing that we're going to do, number one, is just identify and reject. And I pray that all week long and all month long and all year long and for the rest of your life, the Holy Spirit brings to your memory any of those four areas that you're prone to toxic thoughts and you stop and say, no, I reject that. Instead, here's what you're going to do. We're going to replace toxic thoughts with God's truth. Identify, reject, and replace. That is not from God. I'm not going to meditate on that. I'm not going to let that in. I'm not going to let that influence who I become and what I believe. I'm going to reject it, and instead, I'm going to replace it with God's truth. I love the way Paul said this, Philippians 4, 7 and 8. He said, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your what else? And your Mind is going to guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever is pure, think about it. Whatever is lovely, think about it. Whatever is noble, think about it. Meditate on it. Let it infuse your mind and change your heart. You don't think about fear and worry and critical nature and, and discontented. Whatever is right and pure and lovely and admirable, you meditate on such things. And as you do, the Word of God will start to renew your mind and you will become a different person. I'll give you an example. Um, I studied French in the eighth grade. And so when I got into high school, I did it again because I had a leg up, and I did, I think, a couple more years, and then I went to college, and I took it again because I had already taken it. Never used it in my life except for one time. This French gal moved in as a foreign exchange student. I thought, well, I'll try this out. Bonjour, comment allez-vous aujourd'hui? Okay. And she started talking back to me, and we had a really awkward conversation. I just couldn't get it. I studied it. But she would speak in French, I would hear her in French, I would translate into my mind in English, I would think in English, I would respond in my mind in English, I'd translate it to French, and then I'd try to speak in French. Awkward, tedious, cumbersome. Uh, I, I, it just wasn't working. 
And for those of you who've studied languages, they, there's kind of an unofficial term. They'll say there's a switch that will flip eventually. And that's exactly what happened to me. As we were talking, at some point, there was just like this light switch that went from off to on, and something changed in my mind that totally changed the flow of the conversation. She spoke in French. I heard in French. I thought in French, and I spoke in French. And all of a sudden, after this long process, the whole conversation was transformed, and there was this flow of communication back and forth after the switch finally flipped. This, to me, is a perfect picture of what we have to train our minds to do. Someone speaks a lie, or we hear the old lie play in our mind, and we have to consciously stop and say, no, that's a lie. I choose to reject that. I choose to replace it. What is truth? Hmm, hmm. Okay, this is what truth is. I think on truth. I meditate on truth. I'm not sure I believe truth yet because I still hear that lie, but I'm choosing to try to believe truth. Therefore, I'm speaking truth, and after I speak truth long enough and it gets in my soul long enough, then I start to live truth. And it can be a little awkward, and it can be a little tedious, and it can be like my conversation with Amy. Wait a minute. Why are we believing this when we don't know if it's true? We choose to reject it and to believe what's true. And then after a while, something will happen, and this little switch will go on. And instinctively, whenever someone says, or you start to think, instinctively, that's not true, this is truth, and you speak it out, and all of a sudden, your mind is renewed, and you are a different person because you've been overwhelmed with truth. You're now living truth, responding with truth, rather than sinking into the toxic lies of the evil one. Here's how one way it played out in my life. For years, I would say things in my mind and sometimes verbalize it by saying things like, I'm just never going to have a life. And let me tell you where that came from. Leading a church such as this, it really takes a lot of work. Some of you go, but I thought you just worked Sundays. You know, it's like, thank you for your consideration and love and support. But it's a lot more that goes into that. Add to it six kids, and I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it's, it's insane all the time. Every, we've got an extra person living with us. There's nine people there. It's like every meal is like a birthday party. It's just, it really is. And every day, you know, getting them everywhere. And so I just kind of, several years back, I was like, well, I'm just not going to have a life. I just, it's church and family, church and family. Church. And one day Amy said, boy, I said, I'm really sorry for you. She was like, I said, why? And she said, because I know about 40 billion people who would love to change places with you and have the blessed life that you have. I went, oh yeah, <laughs> you're right. I mean, how in the world could I ever complain about leading a group of just, ma an, an army of believers that are just aggressive and passionate and generous and evangelistic and just like take the world and we're a movement and we're going. And, and how could I ever complain about raising a basketball team with a sub and the, you know, the, the, the joy of investing in the next generation and the blessings of that. And so now it's like I am a totally different person because I wake up and go, I, I get to have the greatest life ever. I mean, I may not have a lot of hobbies right now, but, you know, is that really life when you get to 
lead people to Christ and invest in a, in a most awesome family in the world. And so everything about my heart has changed, though nothing about my life has changed. My thought process is now different, and now instinctively I wake up feeling blessed rather than feeling like I don't have a life because over time I have renewed my mind. Some of you, you have to do that. You have to do it. You have to do it. Uh, you know, I'm, after as bad as I've been, I can never make a difference. No! I reject that. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Everything always bad happens to me, and I just, no! I have a good God who is working good in all things to those who love God, and I do, and are called according to his purpose, and I am. Oh, I'm never going to overcome. I'm always going to be. No! Reject it. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of my testimony. I am who God called me to be, created in God. He is my rock. He is my redeemer. He is my righteousness. Inside of me, I have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. You are blessed of God, blessed coming in and blessed going out. You are redeemed, sanctified. You are the righteousness of God. You are called. You are equipped. You have everything you need to do everything that God called you to do. Well, we're never going to get out of debt. Shut up. We're, we are going to get out of debt. We will have no debt remaining except the continual debt to love. Replace the lies with the truth. Believe it. Stop giving in to the toxic lies of this world. Reject them and saturate your mind with truth. Let this living word, this isn't a devotional book, it's not a feel-good book of suggestions, you let it consume you. You, you take you version and daily you're feeding on the word of God. And here's what's going to happen. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the what? How are we transformed? By the renewing of the mind. Notice it's not 12 steps to a different life. Notice it's not rededicate my life over and again. It's you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. The Greek word translated as renewing is the word anikonosis. And here's what it means. A renewal, a renovation. It means to make better than new. When the recordings of the past play, you wipe them clean and you let the word of God make your mind totally better than new. Your thoughts really do matter. A toxic thought contains poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. That's why we're going to identify and reject those toxic thoughts. The Bible tells us to carefully guard our thoughts because they are the source of true life. Scripture says the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Jeremiah said, yet you know me, O Lord. You see and test my thoughts about you. Any thoughts that are not consistent with your word, drag them off like sheep to be butchered. Set them apart for the day of slaughter. We will identify and reject all toxic thoughts. And we will replace those thoughts with God's truth. 
The Bible says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's why we will think on whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, we will think about such things. The Bible tells us we will not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. Because it is the thought that counts. All right, all of our locations, let's uh, take a moment and pray together. Father, thank you for your living word that is renewing our minds by faith. God, make us different as we reject the lies of the evil one and replace them with the truth of your word. All of our locations today, as uh, you're praying, I want you to, to take a moment and just be real honest and ask yourself, are you prone to drift into toxic and negative or critical or, or discontented thoughts? Are you consumed with fear and, and, and worry and often anxiety, putting your faith in the worst rather than putting your faith in God? If that's you, I'm going to pray a real aggressive prayer, and I'm just going to tell you up front, I'm going to ask God to constantly remind you. Then this week in your small groups and as you're talking it over with uh, other believers, I just want you to confess this to others and say, yes, here's where I'm prone to toxic thoughts, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to remind us to reject those thoughts and then we're gonna get in God's word and we're gonna to learn to replace them with truth. All of our locations, those of you who would say, yeah, I have some of those areas and I really want those gone. I wanna thank God's truth instead of uh, embracing the lies. Would you raise your hands right now? Just all, all over the campuses, just there are tons and tons of you. God, I pray that you would do what we have not been able to do ourselves, but that you would remind us, God, just show us anything in our minds that, that is not true any lies that we tend to believe. God, we pray that we would not be prisoners locked by deception, but instead we'd take our thoughts captive and we would make them obedient to Christ. And God, I pray that you would, uh, that, that as we read your word, that your word would be so living that we would replace the lies with truth. And God, I know that it may be a process, but over time, as you renew our minds, we're gonna learn to think truth, speak truth, and live truth, and naturally, or even supernaturally, will reject those things that are not from you. So God, remind us, show us. I pray, God, that you would bring us great relationships in our, in our life groups and in our talk it over groups that, that they could call us to account and say, hey, you're speaking, you're speaking a lie. And, and we could surrender to that and say, yes, you're right. God, replace the thoughts with your truth. Give us that power. Transform our minds, oh God. Make them better than new. As you keep praying today, all of our locations, I want you just to think about this. You, you, you talk about your thoughts. Think on this and listen carefully. There's a war going on right now for some of you. There's a spiritual war. You are not wholly surrendered to God, many of you, and you know it. And there's something happening right now. You, you're feeling drawn to the things of God, and you don't really understand it. There's another side of you that's going, eh, don't give in to that. This is kind of an emotional thing. Don't be stupid. You know, it's just, it's just your emotions, blow that thing off. There's a war. It's a war between this world and a war between the Spirit of God. Let me tell you what's drawing you to God. It is the Holy Spirit. One of the roles of the Spirit is to draw us 
into a relationship with God. And if you're sensing that right now, it's because there's a war going on for you. Let me tell you where it's going to be won or lost. It's going to be in your mind because you're going to make a choice. You're going to choose to say, you know what? Uh, I, nah, I, I don't need that. I, I ch- and here's what you're choosing. I choose to reject God and the life and death of his son. I, I want to do life without him. I don't believe that. I reject it. Or you'll choose to say, you know what? I really do believe there is a God who loved me so much that he became like me. He sent his son Jesus to die for the, for, for the filth, the sin in my life that separates me and keeps me from being in a relationship with a holy God. I believe his son shed his blood, died on a cross, and rose again to make me new, forgiven. And what you're going to do today is you're going to choose Christ. You're going to choose to lay down your life, and you're going to choose him. And when you do, here's what's going to happen. Every sin that you've ever committed will be forgiven. You will be brand new. The Bible calls you a new creation. The old is gone, and the new will come. You have new life. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You'll no longer be a natural being. You're going to be a supernatural being. You will never be the same. That's why you're here today. You know it. All of our locations, those of you who would say, that's me. Today I choose to surrender my life to the Lordship of Christ. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. That's your prayer today. Lift up your hands high now. Now. Lift them up high. Let all of our camp lift them up high. Let me just meet you eye to eye. Both of you up here, and sir, praise God for you right here, right back here in this section. Others of you who say, me too, right back over here, and right here as well, ma'am, and right back over here, you, sir, God bless you. Others of you today who say, me too, sweethearts here, saying, yes, transform me. I choose life in Christ. Take my life. Forgive me. Make me brand new. Others of you who say, me too, praise God for you right here, sir. Others of you today. All of our campuses praying together aloud as part of the family of God. Join those around you and pray, Heavenly Father, take all of my life. I choose you. I am a sinner. I need a Savior. Jesus, save me. Forgive me for all my sins. Make me brand new. My life, it's not my own. It now belongs to you. Thank you for new life. Renew my mind as I give you my life, all for you. In Jesus' name I pray. All of our campuses, would you guys worship God today? Welcome those today born into his family.